This is the Old Trailblazer. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer broadcast. So I'm happy to have you folks listening in. And I want to mention, if you've been listening for quite a while, we bring in these studies on the, the home, our homes. And I think it's probably the most important thing that we could speak of on these days. The Lord laid these things on my heart. And we have much material here on the home. And I mentioned to you, these, these messages are on CDs. I offered them for $1 per CD. Plus post. You can give them to your friends, your children, and folks are doing that thing. So if you would, call me, write me, and we'll, we'll let you get started on those things. But we are looking at the woman's place in the home, and in our last study, we saw there how that a woman should dress. Uh, just, just, just what the Word says, but uh, the Holy Spirit emphasizes the same thing he said through the Apostle Peter telling how the woman should not dress. Let's look at that. Let's notice how she should live in the home. It says, with shamefacedness. That means with modesty and humility, not to be forward in taking the rule of authority of the home. You ever, you ever been in one of those homes where the woman always interrupting her husband or, or anyone else is in the conversation and, and instead of sitting there quietly? The Lord, the Lord instructs you, mother, to do that. You're to take your place. You have a place. We've talked about that, and we'll talk about it more. But it says, uh, with shame facing, that means with modesty, modesty and humility. And then it says, with sobriety, which means calmness, not, not brawling and contentious and high-tempered, but with a quiet spirit. Don't you love to see women with a quiet spirit. They just don't interject themselves into conversation that they have no, no business being in. And uh, I, I do. That the hidden man of the heart, that is, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament, now listen, ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which in the sight of God of great price may manifest itself. The Lord expects you, mother, my dear woman, to manifest a quiet spirit, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. That's what he said, which in the sight of God of great price. Oh, the word of God goes on to say, after this manner in the old time, the holy women who trusted in God adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. Now, I know, and I'm the first one to admit, that we're living in the perilous times. We're living in a day when many, many things are crossways. Many, many things are out of order. And uh, I know I heard Pastor Shelton bring a message one day, and he said he was discussing with a man. And the man said, well, what in the world are you talking about? What's wrong with the world? And the pastor went on to elaborate. What's wrong with the world? When our homes are wrecked and ruined? What's wrong with the world when our marriages only last four or five years? Not oftentimes, not that long. What's wrong when our, our teenage girls are having babies uh, out of wedlock? What's wrong with the world when our dads are, are, are not being the dad of the house and not holding up his family? What's wrong, he said, 
and what's wrong now with the murders and killings on our street because of all the drug dealing? What's wrong that our juvenile uh, facilities now, correctional facilities, are overrun? They, they don't have enough room to put them all? What's wrong with our young girls slipping out at night or just going out at night because they're allowed to, laying out all night? Some never come home even. And then what's wrong with, with those uh, illegitimate children? Oh, my friend, what's wrong? i tell you what's wrong. Everything is out of order. That's right. The woman's out of her place. The man's out of his place. The children's out of their place. The Lord is out of his place. He's not on the throne of the hearts of men and women any longer. Our pastors are wrong because they're uh, compromising God's word. They don't call sin, sin. My friend, did you know that God hates sin? The Lord hates sin. Sin is the enemy of God. That's, 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 that's the primary principle of God's word. That's, the Bible says the soul that sinneth, it shall die. It shall die. And after that, the judgment, my friend. The old trailblazer is just like a, is just like a, a leaf blowing in the wind. Nobody pays attention hardly. One here and one there does. But my friend, we're gone. We're gone. I think we were like the old cattle back there in the old days of the Western movies when I was a kid, and they had a big big canyon full of cows and herded up into a canyon, and somebody comes along and knocks the fence down and shoots a pistol two or three times, and they stampede. Well, our families, our nation has stampeded against the gospel, my friend. We are. We're not going to get them back. You never see them go back and get those cattle and round them back up. No, they're gone. And my friend, our, our families are gone. I know of families where, they, where their daughters have left out from home and have no, no, no contact with them three and four and five years, except if they get locked up, maybe sometimes they get called. I know those things. I know the, of our, our young people uh, creating these meth labs, and, and they, you don't know it unless they get caught, and then they put their names in the paper. You see these names and deadbeat dads in the paper day by day, week after week. My friend, we're gone. We're gone. And that's why the old trailblazer is crying loud and sparing not to repent. Repent. You say, what is that, trailblazer? It's to take the blame. Get a hold to yourself. Come to grips with your life. I know that not many will do that. I know that. We're gone. We're already gone. But my friend, one here. I often tell you if one poor soul gets saved under this ministry because of the gospel that's preached here. If one soul gets saved and that soul is your soul, it'll be worth all that we put into it, all of the money, all of the resources, all of the effort, all of the blood, sweat, and tears that we put into it. These folks here working at the chapel, in the office here, getting out the literature, giving of themselves, putting out the messages, our men going to the mission places on Sunday night and other night, pouring their heart out, trying, attempting to, to turn the tide, but we're not going to turn it? No. Did you know Noah preached 120 years, my friend? Did you know he preached 120 years? No one was saved except his three sons and their three wives. I believe he preached every day. Every day, working on the ark, building on the ark, knocking, saw milling, whatever it was. I don't know all those things. 120 years the Lord allowed it to go, and that was 120 years of mercy. My friend, here we are. 
this ministry here is over is almost a hundred years old. First Baptist Church of Algiers, Radio Missions, The Voice of Truth, The Trailblazer. It's been mercy all of those years. We only have one message, my friend, that man is a sinner and that Christ died to save sinners. Are you a sinner? Have you ever seen yourself as a sinner? I'm not talking about making a decision for Jesus. I'm talking about if the Holy Spirit ever touches your heart, every soul that gets saved, the Lord initiates that work in your heart. You don't just join a church and call that salvation, shake the preacher's hand, call that salvation. That's not salvation, my friend. That's just a joke. It's just a joke. When the Lord saves a sinner, he gives you a new heart and a new spirit. Do you have one? Oh, I know we've gotten away from our subject. The woman, the queen of the home, we're going to look back there. But let's notice uh, quickly while we, while we uh, have a little bit of time left. Oh, listen, listen. I, I know I feel sorry for some of you women because of the type of man you live with or married to. I know that. But listen, you married him. He's your husband. Or if you're not if you're not married, you ought to be married. I had a young couple came to me uh, at the at the funeral the other day. After the service is over, this little young couple come to me, and he said, "Pastor, his it was his dad that had been buried." He said, "I told her on the way here that I know what you was going to say because you would say the same thing my daddy said we ought to get married." I turned to him and her. I said, "Y'all, y'all get your license and come on." I'll marry you. won't cost you nothing. You need to get married. You don't need to live in adultery. Shacking up, beautiful young girl, nice-looking young man, kind and gentle. He said, I know it, Trailblazer. I know it. I know it. My daddy, that's what he stood for. But we want to go ahead and get married. They're coming down here to get married. Wouldn't that be great? But, my friend, that's one soul, two souls. Are you, are you shacking? Are you shacking up? Are you shacking up, my friend? Are you? How many today are doing that? You're living out of God's will. You're sinning. That's sin. It's a sin. Adultery is a sin, my friend. Fornication is a sin. Those things are sin. It, it wouldn't. It, it just it just as sinful as as lying and stealing and and robbing. Just as sinful. And yet, let's go back. Look at our woman again, our lady. You married that man, and I exhort you by the mercies of God now to turn to Christ and ask Him. Asked him to break you and bring you to the Lord and save you and make you the woman that the Lord wants you to be. You who are saved, my sister, let's make God's word a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path that our testimony for Christ may be effectual in the hearts of those we come into contact with and that we may know that they may know we've been with the Lord. Let the world say what it pleases. The world is a liar. The world can't tell the truth. Satan can't tell the truth. My friend, this world is under Satan's territory. We know that. But if the Lord is touching your heart at all, if the Lord is, is probing your conscience at all, turn to him. Admit your condition. Admit that you're a sinner. Admit that you're sinful. Admit that you've been living in sin. Admit that you've been a, a hell devil in your home. Admit that you want to be saved. Tell the Lord. I ask my folks here on a regular basis, have you ever asked the Lord to save you? Have you ever told the Lord, Lord, you know I'm not saved. Would you save me? I told those folks in that funeral, I said, go in that mirror in your bathroom and look in there and say, am I saved? You'll get an answer back. You'll get an answer. Your conscience will be stricken, stricken by the power of God 
to tell you, no, you're not saved. Oh, my friend, I love you. I love you. The Lord has given me a love for lost souls. And I appreciate every one of you corresponding with me, being honest with me. And I'll be praying for you. I pray for you on a daily basis. My congregation, my radio audience, my internet audience. I can't save you, but I can be true to you. I'm bound by the word of God to be instant in season and out of season to reprove. And and my friend, please, please, I beg you, don't go on. Don't go on. Don't my mother, my friend, my wives, don't go on down to old age and hairy, hoary heads and come to the end of life. And folks say, well, I don't think she ever got saved. Don't do that, my friend. Don't do that. Ask the Lord to save you, and then you can deal with your family and your children. They'll know Mama got saved. Mama's a new person. She got saved. Oh, my grace. I wish you would. The old trailblazer is going to be true to your soul. You may think I'm an old skunk, an old kook. I am. I am, and I admit it freely. But the Lord has blessed me and given me this message to bring to you. He says, go into all the ends of the earth and preach the gospel. Remember my mailing address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye.